0: I was thinking the other day about the people in my life that I love, the things in my life that I have, and how it's important to take care of those things, and more importantly, those people. Then I started thinking about Robert Edge with Kentucky Farm Bureau and what he does for my family and for my things, our properties. When I think of insurance, when I think of home, auto, and life, I think of no other and no further than Robert Edge with Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance right here in Kentucky, ready and willing to serve mine and those I love.
1: Call Robert Edge at 270-929-4215 or email him at robert.edge at kyfb.com.
0: Coming at you hot. I don't. That mean that was a cold noise. That's that was dumb. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna own it. Don't look at me like that, like a disappointed dad. I wasn't even looking at you, you literally. When you, you were. You, said that. Well, you look, but then you look down. Like, <laughs> are you having kinda, a rough day? No, it's kind of like the kid that goes up on the t ball stand and he strikes out. Well, you don't. You can't strike out in t ball,
1: I think you can. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure that's I did. Really, that's sad. <laughs> Uh I'd like to uh well Can first just, of all first of all yes
0: yes I just I just want to say I think you're really funny.
1: Really? Yes, you're you. funny. You're witty. You say really funny stuff. See, that is not something this podcast knows about me, I think, because I'm I I have to be, you know, I have to be the counterweight <laughs> to all of your what? squirrel moments and self-deprecation. And so people are like, "God, oh, he's really dry."
0: No, y- I mean, perfect example when you said, I mean, like who really likes plumbing? And Brent and so says, it was like plumbers. Plumbers. Yeah, I, that I made think... Brent funny. No, it's funny because it was just like a anyway. I was trying to I was trying to encourage
1: and 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 give you a compliment. Hey, thank you, man. You're very welcome. I appreciate it. Yep. So uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit today. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Nathan Good day to you. Good day to you. I'm Jonathan I'm Carroll. Nathan Morris. This is... You'll Die Trying. It's a podcast between two guys who are trying to figure it out, and we're doing it in a very public way. Hey, a very cool thing happened today. I had someone come to my office, and I asked how they ended up there, thinking maybe they'd been referred, and they said, well, uh, from your podcast. That's
0: awesome. Isn't that lovely? That's awesome. I'm very grateful to that. That is really awesome. And we have... Them. Yes, we have our uh, You'll Die Trying Coffee Mugs care of uh, Megan, who on a previous episode we were talking about if you wish to send us letters, notes, swag, and talk about your product, you can do so by... Sending it to PO Box 1160 Owensboro, Kentucky 42302. Attention, you'll die trying. Well, she
1: did that, and we've got these awesome mugs here. Yeah, so we are going to be having a uh, a giveaway for our fiftieth episode, which is coming up. It's a big celebration. Yeah, it really is. More details to follow. This, however, is episode forty-six. Let us not get ahead of ourselves. Sorry, lots can happen between now and then. So, uh, looking forward to that. Mm. I would like... Oh, you were going to no, say something? No, I was just going to say buckle up, put your seatbelts on, let's roll. What's up, everybody? <laughs> okay, so I would like to talk a little bit today about relationships. Surprise, surprise. But... <sighs> Big sigh. No, I'm uh, excited. In a recent Psychology Today epi- uh, episode, periodical, what do you call that? Issue. Thing. Issue? Mm-hmm. I've got issues. Um, and... It is a, a, a psychology today is, a, is a, a magazine that I take and I have it at my practice and it's, it's really good kind of popular pseudo academic journal that's very publicly accessible dealing with psychological issues and relationships, et cetera. Do you cut out the address <clears throat> like they do at no, the doctor's no. office? No, because it comes to the doctor's office. Okay.
0: Well, that's good. Well, some people aren't as smart as you and well, they, they, they send it to their personal exactly. address. That's so silly. Anyway, well, good job. Well,
1: I wouldn't have known that if my wife hadn't told me. Have them sent to your office, or you have to cut the thing off. Well, we're just dumb guys. Don't you hate when you go there and it's like, oh, this is good. This is a magazine from it's from 1983, and it's in that like plastic cover, like that yes, somehow prevents yes. sneeze and bacteria. But
0: it's totally riddled with sneeze oh, and bacteria. It's absolutely, you terrible. actually get the flu by touching it.
1: By the way, I got my teeth cleaned yesterday. oh uh, you, your teeth are white. They're very good. They're well, thank you. Anyway, speaking of doctor's offices, I encountered magazines in that one. Okay, so relationships. There was an article called Your Relationship Bill of Rights. How cool, right? We never tend to think of what rights do we have going into a relationship. We think about rights when it comes to everything else. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to relationships, especially as we begin them, we're always putting our best foot forward, putting our best face on, our, our Sunday dress, you know, we're always, it's our best impression, And we end up giving so much of ourselves away trying to ensnare the other person into a relationship. And then that relationship gets codified maybe through marriage or through exclusive uh, rights or whatever. And then we realize, oh, wait, we're still a person and we still need things. And uh, we're different than how we presented ourselves in relationships go to hell in a handbasket. And that's because we have forgotten a part of what our rights are as individuals in relationships. So I thought we would talk about today, relationships, bill of rights. Let's do it. All right, so number one. Oh, gosh. We, the couple... No, I'm just kidding. order or to form <clears throat> <laughs> a more perfect union, exactly. Uh, so because we enter into long-term relationships, we sometimes have a, a list of things that we would like to get from, and hopefully things that we're willing to give to our spouse. Um, but there's recent research that suggests... Um, that there are uh, certain gestures that are important for fostering success in your romantic relationships that are closely associated with long-term success. Things that you do, practices that you commit to that make it more likely for your relationship to last. And uh, collectively, it is said that these can be thought of as the Relationship Bill of Rights. Number one, you have the right to your partner's attention. Discuss.
0: Yes. That is important. Write <laughs> to your partner's attention is important. Yes, partners deserve to be listened to, acknowledged. I mean, you don't need to be watching episode 16 of season three of The Americans. You can hit the pause button and hit rewind and start over if you need to. If they, deserve, if they need some of your time, they most certainly deserve it. That's, that's just a general. You're welcome.
1: A 2017 study on relationship experiences that was published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that on the days when their partners had supported them or said something that made them feel loved, people reported a higher relationship quality. Hmm. Uh, So how do you get the uh, other person's attention? If your partner is kind, but not necessarily naturally attentive, it may help to say what it is that you need. Right, and then give positive feedback when you get it. I just clap and scream really loud in the house. And if there are busy schedules, uh, then you know you have to engineer some other way to do it, like spending time together in actual conversation, putting your phones down, not having the TV on. And I have to say that um, that Joy and I have uh, enjoyed recently some some quiet nights where there has not been TV or devices, and we've just talked about whatever happens to come up. And I have to say it has been. Fantastic. That's why you weren't texting me back. <laughs> Completely unscheduled, unscripted, uh, you know, real conversations, very calm, very kind. Uh, and it, man, it makes you feel so much closer to the other person. Right. I love it. So you have the right to your partner's attention. That's not only true of you, of your partner, it's true of your partner, of you. Right. They have the right to your attention.
0: That's what my example was, but I most certainly have every right
1: to say, hey, Let's talk. Okay, good. Number two, you ready? I'm ready. You have the right to a partner who will try to work out your differences. Okay. That's it. That's all you got for me. Yep. Leave it right there. Okay. Do um, you know why this is so important? Yeah, because you don't want to change them. You, 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 they're not.
0: They don't need to change. They're different. They're not. Their their own. Per- I was sitting there in silence, thinking about that because we always want to f- change people. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have a a conversation, you know, people always want to fix it and always want to, you know, have a have an answer or whatever. Just no, like embrace the statement. It is what it is. Listen, be in the moment. Don't try to change me, my thought, my feeling, my action. I mean, within reason, of course. But I, Nathan Morris. I'm always going to be excitable, hyper, energetic. Don't don't try to snuff out my, out my flame. And I, as my relationships, my promise to you, Doctor Carroll, is I will not, you know, try to change you or Megan or. I hope, am I answering that? I mean, am I telling the way that I need to address it? Yeah, I know there's no right or wrong. My point is, is I hope I'm making sense.
1: Yeah, and remember, differences. Themselves have dignity, right? The goal is not conformity, uniformity, or similarity. The goal is authenticity and individuality. And it took me a long time to figure that out. The goal is not to have someone who is just like me. Even though our narcissistic tendencies, that come very naturally, create a romantic attraction to someone on the basis that they remind us of ourselves. Can you then imagine? we end up expecting them to remind us of ourselves for the rest of our marriage. And we realize, oh no, they're individuals. They have their own self and it's distinct from mine in very important ways. And we end up making a shiv out of dried up (laughs) 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 Play-Doh. That was funny. Uh, So there's a a band called Ben's Brother. Uh, They have an album called Beta Male Fairy Tales on which is a song called I Am Who I Am. And in that song, the lyricist writes and the singer sings, I have to change so that you get to remain the same. Very powerful. Awesome.
0: Great lyrics.
1: Yeah, I'm all about lyrics. For me, it's the thing, of course, with words. I just love it. But it's so true that in so many relationships, one person's expected to change, affording the other person the privilege of getting to stay the same. And that is neither fair nor healthy. So you want a spouse who will be willing to be self-critical, self-reflective, and you have the right to a partner who will be willing to try to work out your differences. Not to agree, and not even agree to disagree. I don't even know what that means. That doesn't even
0: make sense. I i never. I'm, we're just going to agree to disagree. No. no, that doesn't, we're,
1: no. we're not going to agree to disagree. We're just going to disagree, I and I'm going to accept. I just didn't understand it, but I, I'm not. Just, I accept no. that we disagree on that. That's okay, and I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. But your partner has the right to someone who's willing to try to work out your differences too. So it's not just about the other person. This always implicates us as well. Ready for the next one? I think. You have the right to a partner who will share the load. Probably doesn't need much more said about that, Mm -mm. does it? No. Discuss your expectations. Make expectations known. Then quickly reduce them. That's my That's my advice. That's awesome. Reduce your expectations because the more expectations you have, the more margin there is for frustration and disappointment. Reduce your expectations and have the conversation. Write down things that you know that you have to do, things that you have coming up, divide them, and try to track their completion so that together you are not competitive but you are working as a team to accomplish everything that needs to be accomplished
0: you said margin for frustrations and not margins for error that's interesting take note people
1: i like that the next one you have the right to honesty about sex yep What are partners (laughs) entitled to in the bedroom? As you will probably know and certainly surmise, sex is a language. It is a way that we communicate what is going on in the relationship. What's going on outside the bedroom in healthy relationships is almost always mirrored with what's going on inside the bedroom and vice versa. So if there is very little emotional connection, very little team-based collaboration on uh, completion of tasks, uh, co-parenting, shared responsibility, mutual affection, then that's going to wound what happens inside the bedroom. And there are some couples where this is not true. There might be a very active sex life and they have very little emotional connection, but there are probably other kind of pathologies that work there. In a healthy relationship, the one mirrors the other. And all of it is language. You have the language of service by assisting with the load. You have the language of attention by p- taking notice of your partner and really listening to them. Um, you have the the language um, of um, being willing to work out your differences. And um, you know that's all of that is emotional intimacy. Everything else that we'll talk about is emotional intimacy, and that is the fuel that sexuality runs on, especially when you've been together a while and those early days of mating rituals have gone away. Evolutionarily speaking, we're no longer trying to capture one another by um, charm and romance, but now we're in real everyday life and we have jobs and maybe we have children and we have bills. Um, Sexuality, of course, uh, takes a different form. It's not sustainable to have that same level that we did when we were first together, but it's always going to be indicative of what kind of relationship we have going on outside of the bedroom. So if you want to enrich your sex life, you should enrich your emotional intimacy and you have the right to be honest about all of it. And so does your partner. So I would encourage people to talk more about sex. It's something that a lot of couples don't talk about and they just get frustrated when there's not enough or when it's not satisfying. Um, and they wonder why doesn't it ever get better? And then when I ask in my practice what 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 happened when y'all talked about it? Oh, well, we ne- we would never talk about that. That might be a problem. What if you never talked about, you know, the fact that your kid isn't doing well in school, or that your dog, you know, ran away and now has rabies? What if we just never talked about it? Let's just pretend like it did not exist. Ready for the next one? Yep. You have the right to affection. Yep. How do you get it? I love words. Ask for
0: it. (laughs) Please give me affection.
1: You know how you get it? Get (laughs) it. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: Give affection, get affection. Give love, get love.
1: People tend to show how they want to be loved by the way that they show love. If.
0: Uh, my friends wrote a song and the lyrics said, if you need love, take the time and be love. Breathe it out. Create love. See how things can turn. I love that. Mm-hmm. I almost started to sing it, So, I've, but it's a really good song. It's yeah. called Be Love. I like it.
1: I like it too. Uh, we also have to be clear about the type of affection that we that we seek. We also want to make sure in all this that we're not talking about needs meeting because... My spouse's job is not to meet my needs. That's my job. My spouse's job is to be herself in the best way that she knows how. My job is to be myself the best way I know how. And the marriage's job is to make sure that we bring the best of those two people together and connect in emotional, intellectual, um, sexual, familial, even spiritual ways of intimacy. But it's not either of our jobs to try to make the other person happy because we can't mm-hmm. because we don't own those feelings that the other person's feeling. So I can't make you happy. You can't make me happy, but I can do my best to create an environment in which it's conducive to your being happy. And I can do my part. Um, but we have to talk about it. We have to ask for it. We have to show it. And we have to be clear about what it is that we're asking for. Um, you know, if somebody might want you to uh, complete a load of laundry or take their car to get washed, somebody else might want you to come up behind them, wrap your arms around them, and whisper "You love them" in their ear. You have to know your spouse. You have to study them and understand exactly what loving them looks like. Saying "You look beautiful" or worse, "You're hot," that is not what a woman wants yeah, to hear. I hate that. Um, especially women maybe who have heard that a lot in their lives. They don't want to hear that they're attractive. They want to know that you know that they bring a lot to the table besides any physical attributes at all, that they bring intelligence, uh, emotional intelligence, wisdom, um, parenting, um, ability, and skill, Uh, just common sense. They need to know that you know that they are more than what it is that you see. And men are really bad about not being honest about that. Yeah. So, okay, ready for the next one? Ready. You have the right... To the benefit of the doubt. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. That you should expect that your partner is, for instance, telling the truth. Um, that your spouse is uh, doing his and her best. best. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, we should we should strive to 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 scan the relationship for what is good, what is positive. Uh, a little positiveness, uh, go, positivity goes a long way. Um, one particular researcher said, it's easy to go down rabbit holes of perceived slights, but if we have a general view that our partner is loving and at a core, a decent person, maybe even more decent than they really are, then we have, um, when we do have difficulties, we're better at overcoming them. Sometimes we have to, in a sense, have this illusion of positivity, even in the midst of a very negative time. So, you know, a little bit of, I know that this person is not this way all the time. I know that this person, while making a terrible decision right now, is not, in general, a terrible person or a terrible decision maker. It's just a terrible decision right now. And we have to get past this and see the broader picture. That's giving you or them the benefit of the doubt that I think that that we all of us are entitled to. How do you
0: think we get that? Get the benefit of the benefit of the doubt. Yeah.
1: How do we get it or give
0: it? How do we get it? <sighs> I think we. I mean, that's the same answer as getting love or af- af- affection. You give it. Mm-hmm. You give the benefit of the doubt. You be you're you're slow to anger, anger
1: and abounding in steadfast love. Yeah. Slow to anger. That's a. Yeah. 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 Look at that. Thanks. <laughs> you owe me a cup. That's fine. Uh, Yeah, and I think also um, trying to get perspective. Like, okay, so I know how I feel about this circumstance, but how would a third party feel about it if they heard both sides? Yeah. You know, like it's really hard to get in the shoes of another person when you're really adamant about something. Like, you did something to me. You were late. You were supposed to be here. That's really inconsiderate. I'm really angry. You could say, there are all these circumstances that stacked up on me. I had no choice. We both have a side. How would a third party hear that? So it's really helpful a to have a third party so i want to say a huge you know um thumbs up to people who are willing to enter into marital therapy um to have that objective third party who's neutral and prefers neither people but stays connected to both allowing the anxiety to drop and allowing the two people who are there to connect in an easier way but even just to consider okay what would someone else think about this like okay what what would a third party say about my spouse well they would probably have a lot of really nice things to say about my spouse, mm. and say, "Why are you so caught up on this?" And I could probably benefit from hearing that. So I have to kind of engage that. So that's one of the ways to give and get that benefit of the doubt is to consider a third party perspective on whatever has your, um, your knickers wrinkled at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> knickers, I love that. <laughs> Lastly, you have the right Not to your gratitude. Knickers in a wad. You have the right to gratitude. Yes. You have the right to be grateful and your partner has the right to be grateful and and it's really important that we communicate those things to one another. Hmm. So, given all of that, how do you think you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Thanks, Dr. Carol. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, if you want affirmation, give affirmation. If you want something, you get if you want it, you give it. Yeah. It's very do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's it's simply biblical. It's simply spiritual based. I mean, You don't even have to be a spiritually focused individual to... I mean, that's
1: just human decency. Do you know every religion of the world has the golden rule? Yeah, I know. And and many of them predate Christianity. No, I didn't. Isn't that clever? I did not know that. The Christians get it from Luke's gospel with saying of Jesus, but it appears in uh, literally all of the world's religions, Hmm. some of which date back thousands of years before Jesus. So it's conventional wisdom of the time. Yeah. And uh, it answers the question, can people be moral without being religious? Absolutely. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you is not a particularly religious statement as much as it is just a really important moral one. Right. And uh, everybody has the power to do that.
0: Yeah, and you listening have a moral obligation right this moment to click uh, that five star, to give us that five star review on your, on your app, on uh, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Anchor.fm, please be sure to do so that was a good segue wasn't it you're welcome
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome talk to me a little bit about the the limitations that you uh you have in your mind that uh, that limit what you believe and how you you behave in your world as it pertains maybe to even relationships
0: i sometimes think that i'm changing myself is i feel that i'm limited in that at times you know like man, I'm 33 years old and you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm not old. But my point is, is it's hard to be ingrained in a certain way of act acting for so long and then shifting that mindset, shifting that attitude, shifting that perspective. And I'm like, how many times am I able to shift? Do you get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and I wonder how true is it that it's hard for us to shift?
0: It's not. It's not because I have and mm-hmm. I keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I think it's... I don't th- want to say the word lazy because la- that's maybe not what it necessarily is. I, it just, I think it's fear, but fear is lazy. What, you know, it all boils down to fear. Everything. We could literally, you'll die fearing is our, is our new episode title. I mean, fear and pain
1: yeah. are the two, I believe, base human drivers.
0: I just think that people are so scared. All the time, scared of failing, scared of what this change or this shift will do to us or to others or to many. I mean, it's just...
1: Do you remember those No Fear t-shirts and bumper stickers? Yeah, people wore them all the time and they didn't know what the heck they meant. And then it became, ain't scared (laughs) in the southern states. You would see bumper stickers that said, ain't scared. No
0: Fear. I mean, a whole brand was made off of that. Yeah.
1: Was it Nike? I don't know. I don't either.
0: (laughs) That was the no fear brand. I have no idea, but I own a a thousand of the shirts. No fear. And we wore them. We wore them religiously and we had no idea what we were wearing. And we were probably scared to death of the dark, scared to death to ask the girl out on the date, scared to death to
1: change jobs. It's been said that the the Hebrew Bible and the New Testament, both which make up the, the Bible for Christian people, includes 365 exhortations, do not be afraid. 365, it is said. Isn't that interesting? So one for every day. You're so quick. Like your math is like...
0: I mean, that's not genius. really math. That's
1: just kind of ingrained
0: in me since I was a little boy that there are 365 days in a year. But then when you have a leap year, doesn't something change? See, I don't know. And Now I'm stumped. Now I'm dumb yeah, again. There you go.
1: Something changes then. Did You have one fewer day. But I think every year is like a quarter longer and it compensates for that quarter of a day longer every year. Now you're getting all signed, <clears throat> uh, like... I i'm should. all excited about it because the mars rover conversation the opportunity rover has just didn't they just it just died oh it died i thought they took it out of well did they take it out of commission or it literally died i think it died because they sent two Aww. at the same time and one died like in 2009 and opportunity like is it went until just recently and they were grieving it like this even it may be a machine but like this thing's been sending images back for over a decade and now it's no longer there and it becomes a part of the planet that it researched it's believed that because of the information that opportunity sent back that the the temperature is warm enough to sustain moisture and life could be uh, sustained underground in mars so don't think that's not going to happen let's do it earth's going to become uninhabitable anyway i just read an article where switzerland is preparing for the um glacier melt wow so that there's there are spots where water can roll and it, because there are going to be people who are uh, geologically displaced as a result of global warming, rising seawaters, it's going to it's going to uh, flood out islands and low lying sea areas. Could you imagine living on a boat for the rest of your life?
0: I mean, I, if it was like the Oasis yes. of the Seas, would be awesome. No, bro, I can, I can imagine
1: amazing. living on. I would love to live on a yeah, boat. Yeah, I mean, if it was like a legit like a luxury cruise line, yes. But <laughs> no, I'm talking uh, just like i I'm talking like a canoe. No, I don't. I, I could. Could you imagine laying
0: up? in the canoe? You're just laying there and you're like, oh, time to wake up.
1: One time I went to Ecuador uh, and I, I got to, uh, to go on a, uh, a dugout canoe. It was literally a tree log that had a hole wide enough to stand in. And uh, native Kichwa, uh Indians were paddling us with branches down um, the Huarani River in Ecuador where we met with some native peoples who hadn't really seen Caucasians before. And uh, that canoe, if it had flipped over, it would have been the end because there were large pythons and Amazon River type, you know,
0: yes, environment. You would have gotten pulled to the bottom by
1: some crocodiles. Yeah, it was scary. Yeah. I'm not good in those circumstances, but a houseboat, I'm down. I mean, yes, but if the world is engulfed in water, yeah. then I would assume that it would be... You whistled. Shh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey there, Sonny.
1: <laughs> well, uh, people are just going to have to go to higher lying areas, like you know, into the center of nations, and th- th- it's so a, we're going it's, to populate a, Mount oh, Everest. It's well, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> no mosquitoes up there. Yeah, but freezing anyway. Speaking of limitations, so the Earth has its own limitations, and so do all of we, all of us. Sorry, that's okay. It was you're allowed to be your. It, it was sh- a nominative. Word when it should have been. Sorry,
0: I'm Nathan. I say dumb things. See, I took that for you.
1: I'd follow
0: the sword for you any day, Dr. Carroll. Thank you. I cannot move this microphone, ladies and gentlemen. It is still broken, and I'm leaning upward like a baby bird receiving food from its mother in the nest.
1: I would like to hear how your marriage shifts as you take home conversations to your wife about your relationship's bill of rights.
0: Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to write this at you'll die trying podcast at gmail.com and tell us how that happens.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and we should do the same. Yeah, go ahead. We should come up with our own bill of rights for our relationships. That'd be hilarious to read mine and then to read Joy's.
0: <laughs> this would be really funny. <laughs> what if we had a podium and made a presentation and... Uh, Hear ye, hear ye on this day. And we all were impre- we all were present for.
1: Oh, yeah. And we were yeah. wearing period clothing. Yes, like period ben Franklin. clothing. Yes. Yeah.
0: The, the, the wigs and the gavel. I mean, I'm,
1: let's do it. Okay. Let's there, do it right now. I'm playing that. Yep. Uh, I want to say uh, that I'm going to work on this on myself because I think it's um, when it comes to working on self, we will never be unemployed. I like that. So that this is the work I'm taking. This is my takeaway from today's episode. I'm going to work on the Bill of Rights for my relationship with my wife.
0: I like that. When we're working on ourselves, we will never be unemployed. That's
1: right. Always That's plenty of work to do. That's awesome.
0: I love it. Dr. Carroll, I love you. Thank you so, for all your insight. Hey,
1: thank you. It's been good being with you. Looking forward to the next time. I'm Jonathan. I am Nathan. This is You'll Die Trying. Yes, you will.